I have traveled many moonless nights, cold and weary, with a babe inside, and I Chosen me now to carry your son. 
Merry Christmas and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? Seated. In fact, I'm going to sit down in this picturesque moment. And the best thing about it, 
this is fake snow, <laughs> right? I don't know about you. I was talking to somebody else, and I said, I just, that's the only thing I can't get used to after living in Arizona for a while is this white, fluffy stuff. So, well, I think it's appropriate for us to say and greet each other with Merry Christmas. So, Merry Christmas. It is the event that uh, rolled into this world something that was for you and for me, something that we needed desperately, something that would change the course of human history. And one thing we're going to do uh, in our worship today is we're going to see a couple clips from the original pilot mini-movie from The Chosen, entitled The Shepherds. And you're, you're going to see those clips, and I'm going to make some comments on those and I think a, a picture is worth a thousand words. But a little backdrop to uh, what we saw already. At that point, when the angels came to the shepherds, God's chosen people were feeling as if God has been silent and maybe even removed for the last 400 years. You see, the last prophet who spoke on behalf of God was about 400 years before that. So they have been waiting and waiting and waiting for God's promises to come true. So if you could just picture, if you would, after waiting a long time with much anticipation to hear those angels say what was going to take place. And no wonder those shepherds, in fact, I always say it this way, the least likely people, at least from my vantage point, to get this good news first would be the shepherds. And yet, God is saying and telling us a very important message as he told those shepherds first about what was going to happen in Bethlehem. So we're going to remember that story and hopefully know the story not just in our head, but also in our heart so that it will change us for eternity. All right? So that's mini-sermon number one. I've got more to come, so just hold on. I do have a couple announcements to make, and I just want to make sure I follow them. Uh, I know we have guests. I met some of you already. Glad that you're with us, whether in the house or online. Glad you're worshiping with us. We'd love to get to know you. Stop by Next Steps. Um, text us. Uh, get, get your information to us. We'd love for you, um, for us to get to know you. We also have some cards that are in the back of the pockets in front of you, and that's going to give you some information about how to make yourself known, also, we're going to have communion, and what a beautiful day to celebrate communion. We, we, we're remembering Christ coming to this earth, but in communion, we talk about Christ coming to us. That yes, it's bread and wine or juice, but it's also the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. So we'd love for you to join us in that celebration and his presence. And again, the card will let you know some of the details that will be important for you. All right, uh, let's see. I want to show you a quick video, new sermon series that is going to, I think it's going to be fun, at least for me to preach it, hopefully you to hear it, as we learn about why it's better together.
right? Coming soon, the first Sunday in January. So I'd love for you to come back and just let's learn together what it means to be better together. What does that look like and what are the blessings? So be thinking that way. We're going to be starting the first week in January. Also, just want to let you know um, the, the song that is, we'll just say part of our theme for today is Mary, Did You Know? And uh, I was listening to some of the praise team talk about Mar Mark Lowry. He's uh, the author of this. He once upon a time, if you knew him in the 80s and 90s, Christian comedian, hilarious. He is funny. Well, his pastor asked him to write something about the birth of Jesus from Mary's perspective. And so what you're going to hear, and hopefully join in singing, is this song. And it's a beautiful song about what Mary must have been thinking and wondering and pondering as this birth was given. And the last announcement is joy baskets. Again, God has blessed us. We want to give you an opportunity to say thank you in return. And so I would like to lead us in a, a moment of prayer uh, for this service and for all that is to come. Lord, thank you again. You love us so much. You gave your only son, and you've done everything necessary so we can have life with you. And you've also given us blessing on top of blessing. And we want to say thank you. And we do so as we sing our praises, as we give our offerings, as we live our lives. Lord, may all of this be to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day walk on water? And Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you, Mary.
Boys and girls, come on up front for the kids' message. Yeah, make your way on up front here. Find a seat on the floor. Plenty of room. Come on up. All right. Well, we have been talking about Christmas carols this Advent. And today we are talking about Mary Did You Know, the song Mary Did You Know. And it makes me wonder, did Mary know how big of a gift that baby Jesus would be? I don't think so either. And you know what? I brought a big gift with me to help us learn and help us how big the gift of is. All right, well, it's not a real gift. It's actually just a piece of poster board decorated like a gift. But you know what? Each one of these corners represents Jesus' love. So I've got a lot of lo Jesus' love, don't I? You can count them with me. I have one, two, three, four. And you know what? Christmas is all about giving gifts and sharing Jesus' love. So I want to give Jesus' love away. Can I have four people that would like to help me? All right, come on up. Come on up. Yep, you can come up. Oh, oh hold on. I only need four. Just four. Okay, you can stay. That's a bow. Yeah. Oh, can you, ha can you have a seat? All right. You, <laughs> you need some hand sanitizer? Okay. All right. Three. Zane, can you go ahead and have a seat with your brother? All right. Oh, that's not Zane. All right. You stay here. Can you come over here and stand beside him? And Blake, you come over and stand beside him? All right. And you come over. All right. Everybody else, have a seat. You four guys. All right. You go ahead and have a seat, okay? I am going to share corners with you. All right? So here we go. Go ahead and grab that corner so it doesn't fall. All right, there's one corner. Watch your fingers. I don't want to cut your fingers. That would not be sharing Jesus' love, would it, if I cut your fingers? Here, you grab that one. There we go. There's two. <laughs> all right. Oh, I'm going to cut it so no one gets hurt, all right? You want to grab that one? All right, there's three corners. I got one more corner. All right. <laughs> All right, Blake, grab that one. All right, there's four. So I'm, I'm going to hold on to this one, okay? <laughs> That's a bow. All right, so who has, who has a corner? You got a corner, you got a corner. Okay, I gave my four corners away. Now, wait a second. How many corners do you have, Blake? Three. You have three corners. Did you steal their corners? I only gave you one corner. How you got that? Okay, you can keep that. Wait. You've got, how many, you've got three, 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 four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve. Twelve corners. I only had four corners. How did you guys have twelve? See, I gave all my corners away. See, I don't have. Wait a minute. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Yeah, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, 
Seven, eight, 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 nine. Ten, eleven, twelve. Wait, no. Something's wrong here. Eight. So you guys have 12 corners. I have eight corners. That's 20, that's 20 corners. That's a lot more than four. What is going on? Wait a minute. I see what's going on. You know what? Each one of these corners is Jesus' love, isn't it? And as we give Jesus' love away, it grows and it spreads. I started with four corners and I tried to give all of Jesus' love away. And now I have eight corners. And you guys have 12 corners. Whoa. That is amazing. Yeah, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Wow. All right. I just went five, six, eight. That's okay. I know it's confusing because there's a lot of corners. And I started with four. All right. Well, you know what? You guys can go ahead and have a seat. But thank you for your help. Whew, I don't know if that cleared anything up other than the fact that when we give Jesus' love away, it grows and it spreads. And that makes me wonder, did Mary know when she gave birth to little baby Jesus that he would give his life away as the biggest gift ever? And you know what? Jesus did give his life away. He gave everything out of his love for us. And his love is so big and so powerful. Jesus died on the cross for us so that we could be rescued from our sins. But his love is so big, and he's so powerful that it didn't stop there. Jesus rose from the grave alive because he loves us so much, and he gives us that love and that life with him forever, and no one can take it away. And you know what? As we try to give it away, it just grows and grows. Jesus' love grows inside of us and spreads to more people and spreads throughout the world. That's what Christmas is all about, is receiving the love of Jesus as the greatest gift ever and sharing it with those around us. Will you pray with me? We'll fold our hands, bow our heads, and you can repeat after me. Dear Jesus, your love is so big, bigger than we could know. Please fill us with your love and help us to share it with others. Amen. All right, boys and girls, you can head on back to your seats, all right? Thanks for coming up. Teacher, I have a question about the Messiah. I've studied Torah every day and... A shepherd wants to learn. Yes. Do you believe the Messiah will set us free from the occupation? Yes, he will make a great military leader. Are you sure? Just because last Shabbat the priest read from Prophet Ezekiel and he did not say... How dare you? I'm sorry, teacher. He is obsessed. You brought this animal? I said spotless. Spotless, yes. These are for righteous men, for the perfect sacrifice. Very sorry, very sorry, very sorry. You wonder why the Messiah hasn't come? People like you keeping him away with your stains. If you come back here without a perfect lamb, I will ban you all from the marketplace. warned you about this. Are you deaf as well as lame? I'm sorry. We are not slowing down for you. You take this ramp back up to the hill and try and keep up. Or find your own way back. Mm. 
for years, actually for generations, the children of Israel were commanded to make animal sacrifice to, sh to show and to atone for their sins. And I, I really feel for this one shepherd, and you're going to see him a couple more times uh, throughout this story. I hope, and I know it's difficult, but I hope you can relate to him. Broken, beaten, fragile, an outcast. I mean, just didn't quite fit in. And we're going to find how the story unfolds, how the perfect sacrifice, Jesus, came for somebody like that shepherd and for people like you and me. What I'd like to do as we prepare for Holy Communion is get honest with God about our sin, how we are, we're, we're far from him and we need his forgiveness. Let's pray. Oh Lord Jesus, we come to you. Yes, you are the babe of Bethlehem, but you are also the lamb that was sacrificed for the sins of the world. And because of that, Whatever sin we have brought in here today can be placed before you and can be forgiven because of all that you did. Your life, your sacrifice, your love, your death, your resurrection. So grant us a joy that is unmatched by this world. And grant us now a faith to receive this beautiful gift, this meal of bread and wine and your body and blood for the forgiveness of sins. And we pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord, the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And as we now continue this celebration, uh, just a reminder that uh, if you did pick up those individual communion sets feel free during the next song to receive that in faith believing that jesus is present if you're going to come forward for continuous communion during the song come forward and if you desire gluten-free let us know or if you need juice and prefer that let us know that but knowing this that as you come forward these are the gifts of god for the people of god amen
couple came to Bethlehem expecting a child they searched it to find a place for you were coming soon there was no room for them to stay so in a manger filled with hay God's only son was born on hallelujah 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 shepherds by night to see this baby wrapped in light a host of angels led them on to you it was just as the angels said you'll find a man a major bed
And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the one true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. A Christmas prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, you are the light of the world and the prince of peace that this world desperately needs. How I thank and bless you for coming to earth to die on the cross for our sins so that all who believe in your name might be given peace with the Father and may receive your peace and love into their hearts. Shine the light of your love deep within the hearts of all those that do not know you as a Savior. Light the minds of those that are blinded to the truth of the glorious gospel of Christ Jesus our Lord. And Lord, I pray that you would draw many into your arms of forgiveness so that they too might be made right before God and receive his peace into their hearts at this time so that the goodwill that was promised by the angels so many years ago might become their portion this Christmas time. Grant all those that know and love you as Savior to be specially blessed this Christmas, and may you draw each one ever closer to your heart of love in a world that is becoming darker so that the light of your truth may shine through us to a world who needs Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. If you would please stand. Jesus gave us a short but very substantial prayer that we can use anytime, anywhere. And I would like to ask you to join me as we say the Lord's Prayer together and lift this prayer heavenward. And then if you would remain standing afterwards for a reading of the Christmas gospel. Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Apostle Luke wrote an exquisite narrative detailing the birth of the Savior, Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. It begins in Luke chapter 2. So please listen to these first seven verses. This is the reading of the Christmas gospel. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration that Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated.
so beautiful. <laughs> we must tell someone. We must tell everyone. We must tell everyone. Everyone. Yes, yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've waited for this for so long. So long. He's on. He's on. He's on. Will you name him? Jesus. We will name him Jesus. We must go. I have literally watched that part of the clip 30 times, maybe, in the last couple days. Because the challenge is this. I want to see myself as that shepherd. And it's a little sobering. We may not want to think that way, but it is the truth. And I'm going to say it this way. I, I know I said that the shepherds were the least likely to hear the message, but God decided to send the message to them. But here's the, the thing that caught me when I saw this. And I know this is just movie and Hollywood. It could very well be true. But the least likely of the least likely held the baby Jesus. And if you saw that little nuance, it looked like the head shepherd, he was kneeling, he was kind of going like this. But Joseph kind of bypassed him and went right to the least likely of the least likely and put him into the arms of that shepherd. That shepherd who I mentioned, uh, broken, beaten down, uh, devalued by society, even devalued by his own shepherds. Because in the clip, if you see it, uh, they actually sent him out into the field. They stayed by the fire um, and he was sent out. It, he just was, he wasn't getting a fair shake in many ways. But he came to know, he came to know the Savior of the world. Now as you, um, maybe if you take a look up um, on the screen, this is, there's a blank there on purpose. I don't want us to just settle on Mary, did you know? I love the song, I loved it for years, but I really want ultimately you to put your name in that spot. Because knowing, knowing what happened on Christmas about 2,000 years ago, knowing the story of who God is and how much he loves this world, knowing that means life. And I hope you know it. But I was thinking about the whole list of, of people that are part of the Christmas story. Right? We have Mary and we have Joseph. Uh, we have the angel uh, we have, like, Herod, we have the shepherds, we have the wise men a little bit later. I mean, there's so many different people that are part of this story of Christmas, but I hope that you're able to plug your name right in there and that you can answer it 
yes. So I want to briefly share with you a couple scriptures that paint a picture of who this Jesus is. And I want to make sure before you leave today, this is the Jesus you know. This is the Jesus you love. This is the Jesus who you will know will be with you always. So let me uh, go to the, the first slide. Luke chapter 1. This is Gabriel. This is talking to Mary, letting her know what's going to take place. Can you imagine? We'll just say 14 years old. We don't know how old she was. But can you imagine trying to comprehend this? And as Greg mentioned, you know, and I'll just tell you, as a pastor sitting in the front row watching the DCE deal with uh, kids that can be a little bit sometimes squirrely, right? I just love it when it's somebody else, you know? <laughs> I had my moments like that. So, but uh, to, to be serious, back here, Gabriel, the angel. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And here's the last phrase, and I hope you let it sink in. His kingdom will never end. And for a Jewish little girl to hear those words, it's something she, it's hard to wrap her mind around. Because she has seen kingdoms that have you know, and heard kingdoms that have fallen. It's just hard to comprehend. But this angel getting her attention, saying something phenomenal is going to happen. So get ready, and God's going to use you. All right? Now, let's go to um, Elizabeth. All right? Cousins. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child that you will bear. Back in Jewish culture at the time, as they were anticipating this Messiah, um, little girls would role-play being Mary. Not really understanding the full significance of what that means, but they were role-playing and, and wanting that. So Elizabeth is now saying, I, I kind of got an inside track here. You're going to be blessed, and there's going to be a blessing that's going to come through you. And I wonder if it's starting to sink in. So then we get to the birth. I mean... Again, the, the inn, the manger, I mean, all the things that go on. But shortly after, 40 days later, we have an encounter with Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus with a couple other people. Simeon, sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Simeon is old. He has been waiting for this salvation, this redemption. And now he gets to see. And he just paints a beautiful picture. And then go a little bit further. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Uh, a foreshadow of the, the death of Jesus and how it's going to affect Mary. Uh, we go to another person, Anna. 
Anna coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Israel. So one after another, pointing and testifying that God has now, after all these years, kept his promise, and Simeon and Anna, they know it. All right, they know it, but they were also were revealed some not so good stuff. Like I shared with you that uh, Simeon and a sword will pierce your own soul too. They kind of knew that something was going to come up that wasn't warm and fuzzy like a baby being born. Lying in the manger. Something that is going to be ultimately life-changing for the course of history. And just kind of put that word out there. And I wonder what Mary thought when she heard those words. Perhaps, perhaps, she went back into the Old Testament to Isaiah 53 and thought about these words that have been talked about for generations. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. Maybe she understood it, that this baby that was born was actually born to die. And that because of that death, there could be redemption. And because of the resurrection, which we know about, uh, there is this beautiful victory we have in Christ. And I hope you know that. That's why the space and I, I really want you to consider this. This is, this is the most important thing that you can know. You can have life knowledge, right? You go through, you can learn all sorts of things. Uh, my dad taught me how to play ping pong. Really good knowledge. I'm really good. I'll challenge anybody. Bring it on, Luke. You know, we talked about it. Um, I know how to do that. I, I know lots of different things, too. But there is only one person that will change your life forever. So Jim, do you know? Do you know that a silent night was made a long time ago for somebody like me, for somebody like you? We're going to now join in the singing of Silent Night. That was the segue, just so you know. And what I'd like you to do is get your candles ready, just... Um, Two instructions. First instruction is never tip a lit candle. So if you can hold that one, I think you'll do just fine. Just if you have an unlit candle, tip it to be lit. All right? And then um, we're going to sing Silent Night. And I just want you to ponder 2,000 years ago, yes, but today. He comes for you. He comes for me. He wants us to know him, not just up in our head, but as I talk about the 18-inch drop from the head to the heart is the furthest distance ever. But we can do that because of God's love for us. So I'd like to invite you to stand. Have your candles ready. We have some candle lighters that are going to come and get you going as we sing Silent Night.
May I extinguish your candles and be seated.
People must know. People must know. People must know. shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. I told you not to come back here. So where is it? Have you found a spotless lamb for sacrifice? Did you see his face transform? Did you see the light bulb moment? What he just saw, what he just experienced in that little smelly barn was the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And one moment, I, you know, I hope you didn't go past that, but that moment when uh, Mary noticed his, his wound and she says, his arm, his arm, and then takes off a part of the swaddling cloths gives it to Joseph, and Joseph gives it to the shepherd, and he kind of does this. That's just physical, but spiritual, what happened? He knew here and here the Savior of the world, that he was loved, he was valued, he was chosen, not because he earned it or deserved it, but because of the love of our Father. So in a moment, we're going to close and encourage you to go tell it on the mountain, so be ready for that song. But on your way out, we, we want to give you something, and I hope that you place it somewhere that you are reminded. I don't know what that means to you, but it's a piece of linen, and on it, it says, I am chosen. And when you see those words, I want you to let the flood of truth come through. You are chosen by God because he loves you. He has chosen you so that you can live with him now and also for eternity. You are chosen because of who God is. So make sure you get one of these on your way out. Make sure you look, about, look on this and think about what that all means for you every day of your life. So I want to invite you to stand. I'm going to share with you the blessing, and then we're going to sing.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Merry Christmas. Thanks for worshiping with us. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Go tell